Welcome to The Beggar's Bread, a podcast where we invite Christians and truth seekers to engage with thoughtful sources in an age of disinformation. Our name is inspired from the quote by D.T. Niles, evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Each week, we recommend a source for you, either a sermon, podcast, or video. This week, we introduce you to the Evangelical Jedi Council, as we call them. And with that, again, my name is Luke. I'm here with my co-host, Nick. Uh, Hello. Again, I'm coming to you from Wisconsin. Nick is coming from down south in North Carolina. Don't be confused by the north. It's in the south. And this week... It's better than South Carolina. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's throwing shade at all our south... There goes all our South Carolina listeners, just like that. (laughs) On the bright side, at least all the North Carolina listeners will know... South Carolina is not the same as North Carolina by any means. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, this week we're we're talking about the Holy Post and the Holy Post. Uh, Nick, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what in the world the Holy Post is? And, I mean, at first yeah. I thought it was the magazine from Harry Potter when you first mentioned it to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the newspaper of publication. Yeah, it sounded like the Harry Potter, like, um, I can't remember the name of the journalist lady. Rita Skinner? Or Skeeter? Rita Skeeter? No, but, like, it just reminded me of that, like, right away. Um, oh, fair and enough. And then when you mentioned that it was created by the creator of VeggieTales, Phil Vischer, I was like, oh, snap. Okay, well, this is something that, like, again, it's it was a pretty good hook, honestly, to get me into to listening to the podcast, for sure. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I and that's a... For the history, I, I basically suggested it to Nick, and whenever I meet people that are looking for thoughtful Christian uh, content, I direct them to the Holy Post often. So that's what we're doing this week. And <clears throat> as Nick mentioned, Phil Vischer is one of the co-hosts. The other is Sky Jathani, and they're also often joined by Christian Taylor, the the trio. And I nicknamed it just in my own head the Evangelical Jedi Council because and. You got to bear with me here. I I think of Phil Vischer as like the Yoda of our time, which may sound really silly because a lot of times he doesn't take himself very seriously. But if you look at Star Wars closely, I would argue that Yoda in his mature old age also doesn't take himself very seriously. And if you think of like Phil Vischer and his legacy of creating VeggieTales and if you think of Yoda and by the fourth movie, that's the first time we see him. But by that time, he he just kind of acts like a goofball when he sees Luke. But anyway, so long story short, they they often will interview Christians from a host of different backgrounds and with different thoughts. The actual episode we're recommending this week is by is with David French. It's episode four hundred and fourteen. It's titled "Religious Power versus Religious Liberty" with David French. Um, but they've also had some amazing thinkers. I mean, constantly. Recently, I, I really enjoyed one with Esau McCulley and one with Oz Guinness. But anyway, for our section of this podcast with Nick and I, I'm chewing on a question that I've been thinking about for quite a while. I was asked by a friend of mine a couple months ago, are you proud to be an American? And just because this week we're, we're thinking about religious power and liberty and all that good stuff, it seemed to fit pretty well with this week. So I, I guess I'm curious, Nick, do you want to start us off? Uh, when you hear that question, are you proud to be an American? What what comes to your mind? What are you thinking about? Oh, man, I was really hoping that you were actually going to answer it first. And then I could be like, oh, great. OK, cool. Let me answer now. Um, I don't know. 
like, there's something to be said, again, regarding how, at least within my understanding of America's presence in the world and how, like, public image globally is, you know, kind of important. And so I would say, like, in some ways, since I've only fairly been politically active or engaged, at least in understanding America's role in the world, in global affairs, um, domestic, international, all that stuff, um, fairly recently, since 2016, really, um, for me, yeah, I guess there is something to be said about how we can, many people that I know on, like, for example, the far left can be like, wow, like, you know, the world is looking at us from a fairly negative point of view based on recent events or whatnot. Um, but for me, I don't know. There's something I think I'm in some ways proud of how we have continual, like, I mean, granted, it's taken time, right? There's moments in time throughout our history where we've recognized our transgressions and then like we take steps to correct and so there is accountability within america and it's happening and i think we're in a time in 2020 i don't know i find it to be encouraging and a lot of people might say differently especially some of my friends on the far left uh, but for me i find it encouraging that things are coming to light that people have prioritize now and they've identified that hey this is an issue and we have the ability to change it and so i would say i'm proud at least of where we are now and where we're going so that was i guess that would be my very drawn out answer hey that's great i mean i did kind of spring it on you uh, but i mean i'm happy to give you my answer too <laughs> i guess that would be fair i and for a while, actually, I was actually kind of meditating, for lack of a better term, on what this means. What does it mean to be proud? Um, because normally when I think of the word pride, I think of the word either uh, arrogant, like are you arrogant, or a word of like satisfaction, like are you are you satisfied? Almost like, like if you do well at like a soccer game as a kid, your dad might say like, I'm proud of you, son. Almost like this idea of like, I am well pleased with you. But that would sound really kind of odd if a dad said that to a son or, or daughter or mom or whoever. Maybe a little um, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It might I'm sound a little odd. You. <laughs> exactly. Shot. Like, I mean, Bravo. that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense for like God to say like, oh, well done. Because there's that sort of gravity of who God is. But as like, it sounds so distant almost in a sense um as a human for another um fellow non-divine human but i think what the question as i've been thinking about it more again a couple months ago my friend asked me this uh it almost seems like the question when i'm thinking about what what does that word pride mean in this context is they're asking are you unashamed to be an american um and then of course you know to try and drill on a little bit further i'm trying to think about well, what exactly do you mean by unashamed? And I think of kind of two words. I know Brene Brown often makes this dichotomy or this um, kind of separation of definition between shame as something about who you are and guilt about something that you've done. And she's talking about individuals there, like as a person to try and be free from shame filled things. 
And I think it, it maps onto America well, or basically like a corporate identity. Like, is there something inherently wrong with America or has America done bad things? But even, I mean, when you think, when I think of like America as a whole, it's so vast. Like, am I, are we talking about the government structure? Are we talking about the, like the cultures of the people in it? Or like what you went to right away was kind of our international reputation or our foreign policy. And it's like, that's such a huge like bite to chew. Like, oh, like which part of America or which part of our history? Like, I know you talked a little bit about our present and a little bit about our past, how, you know, we've, we've reckoned with some things. And I think if someone's asking me, am I proud of America? And they're really asking me, am I unashamed of America? If when they mean unashamed, I'm wholly and completely unashamed. Like I, I wholesale grasp all of America and say, yes, there's no way I could say yes to that. Like I wouldn't be able to say, oh yeah, of course I'm unashamed. I mean, truly the only thing I could be unashamed of is the gospel. Hence the, you know, in the Romans chapter one, where Paul's like, for I'm unashamed of the gospel. Um, I couldn't even say that about my own self or my family. But yet, if it's sort of like asking, are you unashamed of America? As in like, as a whole, you know, if you were to take a percentage of how many things you love about America, how many things you dislike about America, I would be like, oh, well, that's a lot easier for me, a lot easier for me to say, oh, of course I'm not ashamed. I think there are some parts that are really hard for me and there are some parts that are amazing. I love to celebrate. Um... And I, I think the question is actually very vague or vague, however people pronounce it in a non-Midwestern accent. It's not very clear to me. You so if the question, yeah, well, I think if the question asker, this is what I'm, I guess I'm, you know, if, if they're trying to say, oh, are you saying with vague? You <laughs> <laughs> with vague specifically. Or, yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, you want to uh, keep the Wisconsin accent. It's all right. Be oh yeah. That's who I am, like, man. Is he saying like big, like what's begging for what? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> this is true. I w- I will be saying big probably once or twice. I guess when as far as, as when you were saying you can go with whatever you want, I thought you were saying with like the definition of proud. I'm like, well, I want to make sure I'm understanding the person who's asking the question. And I think no, I think understanding you know, the, the question is kind of important. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And I think it could mean like any of those, almost like three different options. It could be one. Are you unashamed of America as in do you like embrace all of America, like all of its identity in the history present and around its different markings? Or two, is it like, do you, are you proud of me America, American, meaning are you unashamed of it to the degree that you recognize there are some bad things, and you recognize there are some good things and you embrace that, which I'm happy to say, yes, of course, there are many things I love about being American and many things I really don't about being an American or I think the opposite extreme is like this wholesale rejection of America which I know you alluded to a little bit with the far left he started to say and uh, now this is just on a rabbit trail but I don't know I'm curious as to what you think about that before (laughs) just keep on rambling it's not a it's not a bad rabbit trail I mean it works well because there's a lot of things i mean just now in the present that are taken wholesale and like if you 
have something to say. And, like, I mean, even when I review movies, people would used to say to me, like, oh, you're so critical. I'm like, there's a difference between being negative and being critical that, like, you just got to understand your definitions a little bit better, like, a little bit more clearly with a little bit of nuance and understanding, like, to critique something is to understand where its flaws lie and where to correct or where they could have gone better. And so when we accept something wholesale, and I think they're, I want to say, I can't remember who defined it this way. There's patriotism, which is taking the good with the bad and reconciling with those two things. And then there's nationalism, which takes everything wholesale, in which what we experience with that is a polarizing extremes of you're either with me or against me and that's it and so i think that's like kind of the current state of where we are but also what it means when we talk about being proud and maybe to some extent where that question was lying i don't know we can't always you know infer intent with questioning because i don't know the context of that (laughs) well and it's a common phrase like i'm proud to be an american so i think it's fair to say depending on who's saying it it probably could mean different things. And I think perhaps my friend and I don't want to put words in to this person's mouth or just someone else. If they were asking me this question may just be asking a simple question. Do you reject America? Like, do you reject your identity as American? And I would say, no, I, I don't reject it. Um, but I, I think some of my friends feel that way. They feel like America is being rejected and there is this a really insightful, um, I guess, way of framing this whole thing. Thinking about critiquing. I like the way you said critiquing versus being negative. There's a sense in in the West here in America, we've inherited a, a prophetic tradition where we self-reflect on our society and we critique it. I think that's a great way to put it between critiquing and being negative. Where that turns poorly is if someone turns from being able to be self-reflective to be full of self-hatred and it's not always clear in the public square you know it's very difficult to analyze people's motives over headlines um so it's not always clear where those where those lines meet each other but anyway i thought that was an excellent um distinction that you made the the one other thing i I just thought of as i was thinking about this idea of shame and being proud is the verse in second Corinthians chapter seven, where it says for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Whereas worldly grief produces death. So there's a sense of like godly grief or perhaps that guilt versus shame paradigm that Brene Brown has this recognition of, Oh, something went wrong. We need to fix it versus uh, worldly grief which produces death of of this is like this person is wrong in the sense of like their very nature or this country is wrong which i mean certainly can happen if if someone is unwilling to repent but that was just another thought i had um yeah what any uh any closing thoughts you have about this uh fascinating topic of being proud to be an american hmm I was just thinking about how the pod, like the reference that we have kind of talks about it a little bit and that when we have 
like pride can get us to a point in which maybe perhaps like like again okay so actually this is a bad segue but we're gonna segue into like kind of the podcast in that go for it yeah they talk about yeah like how i talked about critique versus um being negative right and so I think a good thing to end on would be talking about how the podcast that we're talking about religious liberty versus religious power can be misconstrued. And what we tend to think of as religious liberty and what tends to dominate whatever sort of public square you're in um, is actually political power. And it's this loss of power that creates, again, this discomfort um, that in many ways leads us to like continually grasping on to what we perceive to be religious liberty. When in fact, as a podcast will state, if you listen to it, um, that actually over the last, I think 15 religious liberty, Supreme court cases, they said have been in favor of religious liberty. And so it's, I think it is very clear or very important to make clear these distinctions between the things like the tops that we're discussing and the definitions behind those. Absolutely. And speaking of that podcast, we do have another co-listener this week. The co-listener, again, the person that basically listens to it ahead of uh, everybody else so that they can give us their feedback, a little trailer, is Ryan from Maryland. Uh, Thank you, Ryan, for doing this review. He says, this episode of The Post, referring to The Holy Post, features a thought-provoking and nuanced discussion about the state of religious liberty in America. In particular, French's argument about the nature of the judiciary struck me as unique and interesting. So for that, you have that to look forward to this week with The Holy Post. Again, it's episode 414, Religious Power versus Religious Liberty with David French. Um, Again, this is Nick and Luke here on The Beggar's Bread. Thank you for joining us for our second episode, and we hope to hear... uh, hear back with you talk with you again next week when we talk about king solomon on facebook